Hello and welcome back to Avantgarde Talk. Today's episode is a bit different because Furl and I chat about one of our favorite games ever, Apex Legends. Well, I say we, it's actually Fergal. Um, he does most of the talking. I was there for the occasional mm-hmms, yes, and oh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> but yeah, Fergal knows so much about Apex, so it's really, really interesting to hear him talk about it and all about the lore and the characters and how they made the game. Like, it's, it's really cool. We also gush over our favorite voice actors and we talk about them, so it's a fun time. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We can, we'll start from here, okay? Welcome yes. to the Apex um, chat, talk, whatever you want to call it. Ramble, babble. <laughs> the ramble. <laughs> Me and Nessie are um, ready to ready to go. Yes. Um, do you think Nessie's going to contribute at all? Um, she will be contributing in spirit, but not vocally. She's not much of a talker. Ah. Uh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so, I mean... What do we start with? Do we do we start with explaining what the hell Apex is? If you've lived under a rock for the last <laughs> few years, yeah, I guess like I mean, if to you, give if like you a little background. Is, yeah, if you don't know what it is, then first off, you're living under a rock, so get out from under the rock. <laughs> like seriously, because <laughs> um, it's the it won the best multiplayer game of 2019. So if you don't know about it, then yeah, you you go away. Um, go but away, basically. <laughs> It's a battle royale game. There you go. Simple mm-hmm. as that. There we go. It's exactly <laughs> like Fortnite. Like exactly the no, same. No, <laughs> don't you even dare. Okay, Fortnite have copied Apex in more ways than one, and it annoys the hell out of me. But we're not going to go into that because that's not what this is about, right? Okay, I'm not going to go into a rant today. <laughs> yeah. So originally, the Apex games. It's formed by a group known as the Apex. And they're, they're a part, or they've worked with the Syndicate, and they're a part of the Syndicate, who basically run the Outlands, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, after the IMC and Militia War, the IMC kind of lost, um, and the Militia pushed them back and gotten, killed them and whatever. But the IMC essentially split off into what is now known as the Syndicate, who run the Apex games. The Syndicate also run things like the Simulacrum program. Um, They torture people like Renee Blousey, who is Wraith, in trying to figure out phase technology and everything. But every single legend within the games, as much as they hate them, essentially works for them. Mm -hmm. Because the Apex games are run by them, and to get into the Apex games, you have to kind of be linked with the Syndicate. But they came, obviously, from the Titanfall universe, but we're in the Outlands section which isn't the area that wasn't affected highly by the war between the militia and the imc mm-hmm. that's the frontier and so these kind of land no, planets right the planets not lands but these planets <laughs> whilst not being touched by the war as much were still base stations for things like the imc and their like testing labs and mm-hmm. and all of that nonsense so yeah, that's kind of where it came from. And then the leader of the Apex Legends is Cuban Blisk, who is in Titanfall 2. Um, and actually, near the end of the Titanfall 2 story, hands uh, Jack Cooper, who is the pilot that you play as within the story, he hands him an Apex Legends, an Apex Legend card, which is the card that you're given if he wants you to join the Apex games. Um, and we see in the 
story from the Outlands with Rampart, we see Blisk give her one of these cards. So it kind of ties it all together, and he is the kind of, I guess, the mastermind behind the Apex games. But he's not a bad guy. He's just a mercenary trying to make some money. Yeah. <laughs> but he works with the syndicate, so that makes him a bad guy. True. But yeah, it kind of depends on your point of view, really. Yeah, yeah, it does. It. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where the Apex Games comes from. That's um, and it's all connected to the Titanfall universe. Hence, why we get all of the links, like the new character Fuse, who is from Salvo. Mm-hmm. Um, Salvo are, are they're a planet known for like their missiles and explosive technology. Hence, why in Titan in the Titanfall universe, or in the Titanfall game, sorry, you have salvo rockets which is uh, an upgrade or attachment whatever you want to call it for your titans that obviously salvo created but it's all these little links that i think are kind of cool to be honest um and i would love to see in titanfall 3 a way that they link the titanfall universe or the titanfall characters Mm -hmm. to the apex games and kind of have some of the Apex Legends shown in Titanfall 3, because some of them came from um, the, the war in the frontier. So it, I think it'd be really cool to have that link to them, that kind of stronger link. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's better than I had, because I could not remember that guy's name, so I said the dude from Titanfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, started law videos. And then stop doing YouTube. <laughs> so, <laughs> what yeah, a great I, career! <laughs> I know, fruitful. I moved off to Guildford, so you know it's fine. <laughs> but I have no money, so career worth it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't really. Where, where are we going? From um, here? We, can, <laughs> we can talk about the legends. Alphabetical order, though. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So we'll start with Bangalore then. Yes. So Bangalore, um, my girl. Is she is she your favorite? Or okay. Bloodhound? okay I think Bloodhound's okay. your favorite. So Bloodhound is my favorite legend. Right. Right. But Bangalore is my girl. There. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Bangalore is a solid character. Mm-hmm. The only thing is her ultimate is a bit rubbish. Yeah. To be honest, I love um, how um her passive is double time. <laughs> <laughs> she she just. If you get shot, just run. Yes. <laughs> run away. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm pretty sure when she gets shot, she's actually faster than Octane, or at least as fast as Octane. And Octane's meant to be the fastest character. <laughs> like, but yeah, I just think she's a great character. Um, Her real name is Anita Williams. Anita Williams. Yeah, she's 38 from the planet Gridiron. Um, but yeah, I think that she needs a rework within the game to make her a bit more viable because yeah. i think she's she's a great character and a great concept and the the abilities that she has are really good but i think a cool i mean i've i've come up with a load of different ways to buff certain characters to make them more viable for bangalore my idea is that her little tactical ability with the smoke grenades add um like a kind of EMP electronic effect to it mm-hmm. so it deals a little bit of damage over time but it only deals damage to shields rather than to health whereas like caustic traps deal damage to health only and not shields but I think it should, it can also like slow them down 
either that or when enemies are inside of her smoke, she should be able to see them because yeah. it kind of just makes it a bit annoying, really, mm-hmm. and a bit bit useless. And then her ability, I feel, needs to activate slightly faster. I know that in the in season seven they upped the well, no, reduced the time before detonation on on her missiles, but it's called a rolling thunder. Therefore, I feel like it should. What I think should happen is after the first row of missiles has hit the ground, when as soon as the second row of missiles start to hit the ground, the first row start to explode as well. Yeah. Because then it works more like a carpet bomb, rolling thunder, like it should be. <laughs> Rather than a load of missiles hitting the ground, everyone runs away and doesn't get hit by them, and they're effectively useless. Um, in another life, I'm pretty sure Anita was a stage tech. Because here's my reasoning behind this. <laughs> no, listen, Fergal, listen to me, right? No, no, I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay, so you know Fog or Hazer? Yeah. She does it so perfectly that I'm pretty sure in another life she was a tech. <laughs> I'm telling I mean, you. I mean, technically, you're not wrong. So <laughs> I can't really dispute that. Yeah, that's why she's so amazing at it. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's what we'll go with. We'll go with that then. <laughs> Uh, right, let's move on to your favourite mm-hmm. Bloodhound mm-hmm. So Bloodhound, obviously voiced by the amazing Allegra Clark Another um, queen First off, Bloodhound is non-binary mm-hmm. But they are from the homeworld Talos um, Talos is the planet where World's Edge is Yeah um, The real name of Bloodhound is unknown and their age is unknown um, but if we go by the old ways story from the Outlands, I would, I would hazard a guess that Bloodhound is probably in their twenties, kind of mid to late twenties, mm-hmm. I'd say. So I, once again, I have the backstory here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Bloodhound is known across the Outlands as one of the greatest game hunters the frontier has ever known, ever seen. The child of two engineers stationed at the New Dawn Industrial Planet plant on talos bloodhound was taken in by their uncle arta after a meltdown destroyed the facility and killed both their parents arta taught them the old ways a belief system that focuses on the glory of nature and rejects modern technology yet bloodhound was constantly drawn to technology technological marvels and ultimately used both new and old methods to take down a goliath that that preyed on the people of their village forever changing their life's path um obviously we get to see this in the old ways mm-hmm. animated short which is an incredible animated short yes it is um, my favorite it was fight night and then i like rewatched all of them and then i decided yeah. that the old ways is my favorite old ways is so perfectly structured mm-hmm. um and just uses film techniques that just it just makes it incredible yes. to watch and so heart-wrenching as well with mm-hmm. the connection that you get with Arthur, even though you don't really see him that much. But then after watching that and going through the game and listening to all of the voice lines where Bloodhound mentions Arthur, mm-hmm. it also increases the connection that you feel with the character. And, you know, when I watched it, made me cry a little bit. Maybe maybe had a little bit of a tear. Cause, yes. <laughs> you know, because before we had the old ways, Everyone thought that Arthur was the bird. Yeah. Was Bloodhound's crow. Which technically it actually is. 
um, because Bloodhound does call their crow Arthur, but that's because of her uncle. So I think that it just the, the another thing that makes it incredible is that it was all motion capture as well. The whole thing was filmed in motion capture before obviously making it CG. Even the part where um, Arthur uh, grabs onto the beast's kind of tusk and flicks up on top of them, that whole sequence took them an entire day to film because they had to set up the rig for Ooh. all of about five seconds <laughs> of, of camera shot. But it took them so long to set the rig up and get it get it ready and everything and it's i just think it's just amazing the the dedication that goes into making these short films mm-hmm. and making apex as well which is why it's incredible that they've now got their own like respawn have now recently it was well it was mid last year i think they officially announced that they have their own new kind of facility in vancouver which is dedicated to Apex and Apex only. It's the new Apex facility where a whole everyone that's there is dedicated to working on Apex. That's where all of the voice actors will go when you know everything with COVID is over, mm-hmm. and they'll do the motion capture there. They'll do their voice over there, and that's where the majority of the kind of get, um, game development will go on as well. And I think it's incredible to see that it started off just in the back back lots of the EA um, facility essentially and now they've got an entire area specific to just Apex um, yeah yeah. kind of, bit, kind of veered <laughs> off from Bloodhound a little bit there but going back <laughs> to Bloodhound I think Bloodhound is in a good point at the moment within the game because mm-hmm. Bloodhound's tactical has had so many reworks originally i think it was when it first when apex first came out i think it took about 15 seconds to get bloodhound's tactical ability to recharge then they increased it to like 30 seconds and everyone got really annoyed so i think they decreased it down to 20 now i think it's back i think it's about 18 seconds now but then when you activate beast of the hunt the ultimate ability you get it every eight seconds but then if you get a gold helmet it's every six seconds so but i think that bloodhound is currently in in a very strong position and is one of the mm-hmm. strongest apex legends out there and has the best lines well i'd i'd say that horizon has some of the best lines <laughs> horizon makes me feel safe like whenever and, i get a horizon on my team i like yeah. feel okay and same with Pathfinder. I kind of, I just feel yes. safe around Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, I mean, we'll obviously get onto Pathfinder in a bit, but I'm so happy that I think it's incredible that Pathfinder was the first character to swear within the game. <laughs> I think yeah. that's just so brilliant mm-hmm. because you wouldn't expect it to be Pathfinder. You'd expect it to be someone like Revenant or Loba, <laughs> you know, yeah. someone with, with hatred in, inside of their heart. <laughs> but it's the sweetest soul ever who is so mm-hmm. clueless half the time <laughs> gets to swear first. And it's, it's incredible. And I think Chris was probably really happy to, <laughs> to do that. Yeah. But yeah, so I think Bloodhound is, is in a good position and will remain there 
for you know, I, I reckon Bloodhound's going to stay in in one of the top used Apex Legends for a long time. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Okay, let's switch on to Alexander Knox. Good old caustic. <laughs> I mean, caustic. Uh... He's 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 just different, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so obviously, real name Alexander Knox. 48 years old um, and he's from the planet Gaia which <laughs> I probably s- said it wrong but it's G-A-E-A so don't really know how to say it <laughs> um, Gaia maybe I don't know maybe oh no Gaia no, I, don't, I don't know I don't know <laughs> who knows anyway yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll read out the, the little kind of lore bit I guess um, So Alexander Knox used to be one of the brightest scientists in the employment of Humbert Labs, the frontier's leading manufacturer of uh, pesticide gases. Knox worked day and night developing new formulas for the glut of pesticides, (laughs) I can't read, needed to protect (laughs) the crops that sustained the outlands. But he soon realized that progress was being hampered by his testing methods. He needed to test on more than just inert tissue. He needed living subjects. Therefore, he entered the Apex Games to test his gas on people. What a great guy. I mean... Mm. <laughs> He's also one of the leading crime bosses. <laughs> so, that's great. Um, but every, so, everyone got really annoyed because people kept asking, oh, why does um, Pathfinder and Revenant, why, why do they get affected by, by caustic gas? They're robots. And everyone was really annoyed and was like, come on, give Pathfinder and, and Revenant a, bur- a buff and stop them from being hit by caustic gas. And then Respawn rocks up and just goes, nah, man, it's corrosive. It burns through metal as well. <laughs> fair. So, fair enough. There you go. Um, I think Caustic is also in quite a good position, to be honest, as a character. Their traps are obviously, you know, you can use them to trap people. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but you can do it in more ways than one is what I kind of mean and obviously they gave the nerf which allows you to shoot his traps you don't have to shoot the bottom segment whilst they're building in quotation marks Um, because you know so it just means that you can shoot them midair or you can shoot them after they've like anywhere on the body Um, which I think makes it um I think it makes him a bit more of a balanced character. Yeah. Because otherwise you would just get trapped in a room and you couldn't do anything about it if he chucked a gas trap down. So I think he's definitely a more balanced character now because of that. Yeah, I mean, what else do you want to say about Caustic? I, mean... um, I feel like, okay, I'm going to generalize. Not every Caustic main is a terrible person, okay? But every single time I play with randoms, it's either a caustic or a revenant that are like the rudest humans on this planet. Again, yeah. I'm generalizing. Yeah. Not everyone is like that, but still, <laughs> that's what I've noticed. No, I, I get you. I get you. I, okay. Yeah. But let's be honest, it comes with the character. Like the character is an evil, <laughs> an, an evil genius, mm-hmm. and revenant is just evil. So, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> so, crypto, pretty cool. Yes. So, yeah, so Crypto, real name, Tehun Park, age 31, same planet as Caustic, not going to pronounce it. Um, yeah, I, f- I find it ironic 
with crypto because in the launch trailer for season three, mm-hmm. he references he calls Mirage old man, but crypto is older than Mirage. That's true, <laughs> which is quite ironic. <laughs> Uh, quite funny that he does that but mm-hmm. you wouldn't ex- you like i was confused when i first found out that crypto was older than mirage because i genuinely thought he was you know early 20s early mm-hmm. to mid 20s but he's 31 so uh surprising um but yeah i'll do the little little law turn um <laughs> so crypto specializes in secrets a brilliant hacker and encryption expert he uses aerial drones to spy on his opponents in the Apex Arena without being seen. He also has a secret of his own. His name is Tehun Park, and he joined the Apex Games to find the people who framed him for murder. So basically what happened with Crypto, which we see in the uh, story from the Outland Forever family, mm-hmm. he hacked into the Apex Games and kind of essentially got some information from the Apex Games of how to win. Um, and his sister or foster sister adopted sister whatever took this information and tried to use it herself but got caught but she was announced dead by authorities who then framed crypto for her murder and so that's why he's on the run and he's trying to get away from everyone but then he's entered the apex games to try and find whoever framed him because the syndicate are the ones that framed him basically Mm -hmm. um I think he's a good character. He just he la- he doesn't get much of a pick because Bloodhound is essentially yeah you know Bloodhound can scan like he can scan and when but I mean he's he's got a lot of use um, in the sense that his scan lasts longer. He can EMP enemies, but now you slow down your own teammates as well, which is kind of annoying. Um, but um, and then with his drone. When you enter the drone, and I think it's when you're in the drone for about two or three seconds, it reloads your weapons for you automatically, which is pretty cool. I didn't know that until, say, season six, I think, was probably the first time I actually realized that 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 happened. Um, And he also can pick up friendly respawn banners and instantly respawn teammates. So he's, he's useful as a kind of recon and rescue. But apart from that, like in the middle of a fight, you're not really gonna wipe yeah. the drone out, are you? No. <laughs> Unless you're a thousand miles away, um, and you just r- drive your drone in there and slow your your teammates down, but break the enemy shields. I mean, that's the only thing that yeah you can really do with your drone because everyone will just shoot it down if they hear it or see it. So I think he needs needs a bit of a rework. I don't really know what they can do, but for the most part, he is a good character. He just doesn't get many picks because the scan you get with Bloodhound. And EMPs, it's it's useful, but it's not it's not that damaging because it only does fifty damage to a shield. So it's not even like it would instantly take out a shield. If you want to do that, get yourself a sentinel, charge it up, shoot someone, shield's gone, no matter what size it is. Mm-hmm. So I think he needs. I think his EMP needs a bit more of a buff if they want to make him more versatile and more of a high pick rate. I feel, but apart from that. He's a solid recon rescue character. He's just not used in rank like Athel. <laughs> if you go into rank, you, well, you, you don't find him until you get to around diamond. And even then, he's not really picked that much. So I think he needs mm-hmm. he needs some work to make him a bit more viable. Yeah. Really. 
I like his backstory, though. I like his backstory, yeah. I think mm-hmm. he's got an incredible story. I think all of the legends have incredible backstories, and they keep getting, you know, even more rich as it goes on. So I think, uh, yeah, I think he's got an incredible backstory, possibly mm-hmm. one of the best. Um, and the fact that his, his sister, I think her name's Maya, I think. Yes. Um, we had those little lore nuggets within season five with the bunkers. If you use crypto, you could go through into blocked off rooms where there would be a little video of Maya and it's her trying to contact crypto. So I think it, it's kind of cool the way that they mm-hmm. add those little nuggets in the game, especially when he just before he first came out and you could see the little Easter egg of him in Sing Labs. That's what I love about Apex is because in the game itself, like when you're playing, some of the legends have like like hidden lore stuff to, yeah, to find. Yeah, they've got like specific dialogue to different areas as well. Yeah, um, and I know Horizon, she was the most recent one where I think there was only four Easter eggs, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's about... Yeah, we're here four, like but, her but then son you've or got, something. Yeah, then you've got things like Revenant and Loba had them mm-hmm. um, within the Scythian on Olympus because that's where Loba's parents were, you know? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> slaughtered. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they they just Apex are just incredible at, at mm-hmm. adding lore to the game, <laughs> you know. And yeah, they just do an incredible job with it. I'm not gonna lie, Respawn are just brilliant. And the thing that I love about Respawn is all of them are so dedicated to the game. Yeah, like it's not they don't have a huge team like things like 343 Industries on Halo or, or Bungie with Destiny. They don't have a massive team like that, but they still have a big team. But every single person that's on that team is so highly dedicated to Apex Legends. And they all yeah. love it so much. See, this is why I can't trust people who say that Fortnite is better than Apex. <laughs> exactly. Because it's made by gamers, for gamers. Mm-hmm. And not only is it, you know made by gamers for gamers but they listen to the community as well exactly most places don't really care about the community that much mm-hmm. but apex and respawn they properly listen to the community and everything that's wrong with the maps the characters you know all of it so yeah i just i love the apex community and i just i love the people that work on it you know they're all incredible and they all made they've all made a game that is just not just a fun game or an incredible game it's also the fact that it's they've made a game that is inclusive to everyone yeah you've got non-binary characters you've got gay characters you've got non-human characters (laughs) you know you and you've got all of these different kind of connections between the characters that Mm -hmm. i think the way that it's written is one of the best sets of writing ever. Shall we move to Gibraltar? <laughs> Gibby. <that. laughs> My boy Gibby. He's so cute. So, I love Gibby. Gibby was the first character to be announced as gay, um, mm-hmm. along with Bangalore. And recently, we've, with the um, most recent quest line, we've delved deeper into Gibby's lore and, you know, met his old boyfriend mm-hmm. who actually gave him the heirloom that he uses in game which is really cool because it's a it custom made cool. heirloom it's that, a cool um, heirloom 
yeah <laughs> it goes on fire it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> um so gibraltar's real name is makoa gibraltar he's 30 so younger than crypto which once again wouldn't expect that um and he his home world is solace which is the planet where um king's canyon is i'll read the law tab once again <laughs> <laughs> so gibraltar is a gentle giant with a wild side the son of two saras volunteers saras is the search and rescue association of solace he has always been skilled at getting others out of dangerous situations that are common in the outlands however he only began to understand the value of protecting others when he and his boyfriend stole his father's motorcycle, took it on a joyride, and got trapped by a deadly mudslide. His parents saved them, and his father lost an arm in the process. Gibraltar has never forgotten that sacrifice and has devoted his life to helping those in need. Which I think, I think that's such a cool backstory, and I really yeah. want to see, I really want to see that in a in a stories of the Outlands. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that. But one thing that. I have to mention is in the newest season eight launch trailer when the um Fuse's ship starts firing on everyone, he tell Gibby tells everyone to run away. <laughs> Why don't you just put down your dome? Like yeah. <laughs> I thought that too. And then the amount of memes that came out of it of oh mm-hmm. when your dome when your dome's on cooldown, so you tell everyone to run <laughs> and things like that. It's like Oh god damn it. <laughs> but yeah, I think Gibby is is a really cool character. The only thing I would say is his arm shield is unfair. <laughs> it gives him fifty extra health that you yeah. can't just say I mean the good thing is that you can disable it with Revenant's ability, which you couldn't do when Revenant first came out, which didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um but now you can. But it, it gives him fifty extra health. And he's got fortified, which gives him a reduction in damage taken anyway so i think they either need to do something about the arm shield or they need to remove fortified from gibby because i know he's a thick boy and that's why they did it because he has a bigger hitbox just like caustic yeah but his arm shield gives him 50 extra health which no other legend gets they no one even gets like an overclock feature or anything to give them extra health so it just that bumps his health from if you've got a level five body shield from two twenty five to two seventy five, that's that's a lot when okay. fighting against them. So I think they they need to find a way to work around that. But apart from that, I think he's a, he's a brilliant character. Um, and I I love his finisher where he just sits on yes. <laughs> sits from the enemy, <laughs> hits yeah. into the ground, claps a bit, <laughs> turns around and jumps on them. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I think it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. He's adorable. He is, and he's he's definitely one of the sweetest characters in the game i love like when he revives you and he just like <laughs> pats you on the back he just <laughs> pats you grabs you picks you up and slaps yeah. you on the back <laughs> i think it'd be hilarious <laughs> if he just slapped you on the butt <laughs> just said go on <laughs> get over there like fuse <laughs> yeah if fuse doesn't yeah. do that i'm gonna be so oh. angry that's gonna be <laughs> picks you up, slaps you, but if it's blood hunt, blood hunt pulls out a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Won't be arrested. Oh, that would actually be really funny. That would be yeah. so good. Missed opportunity if they don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think Gibby's an incredible character. And mm-hmm. I, I wanna see more of Gibby's backstory, to be honest. All right. I think Horizon's next, if that's how they are. Horizon that works. is next, yeah. 
Okay. Horizon is next. Oh, my gal. <laughs> so, uh, Horizon, the first Scottish character within the game. Big up, Scotland. Um, so, um, Horizon, real name, Dr. Mary Summers. She's 37. Give or take an extra 88 years. <laughs> <laughs> because, obviously, she jumped through a, a wormhole. Yeah. And her home world is Samae, which is where Olympus is. Um, so Horizon has a bit more of a bigger lore tab than any of the others. Mm-hmm. So uh, almost a century ago, the Outlands were dangling on the edge of a cataclysmic energy crisis. Dr. Mary Summers, a charmingly eccentric astrophysicist, was hired to find a solution. Mary moved her family to the scientific research station on Olympus and set to work. With the help of her apprentice, Dr. Reed, Mary discovered Branthium, an element she was convinced could be the key to a limitless energy. But Branthium can be found only on the uh, <laughs> accretion disk of a black hole. I can't read again. <laughs> so Mary and Dr. Reed departed on a dangerous mission to prove her theory right. But yeah, I, I love Horizon. Um, I Me think too. Elle Newlands does an incredible job voicing her she is just one of the safest characters out there and she's also one of the i think well i think she recently got to the highest win character in the game yeah eve and she was then nerfed because she was so powerful and even after her nerf she is she her player uptake increased after her nerf so (laughs) you can't really get rid of like people playing horizon which i think is incredible and her voice lines are just brilliant yeah um and Elle newland's actually got to take a lot of her own kind of scottish heritage lines and 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 phrases into um horizon's voice lines and she worked with the writers to actually create some of them which i think is incredible yeah Um, i i think that she's she's a very strong character Yes. Um, I don't think they really need to do anything to her at the moment. They've already done a lot of work on her within the season, and she is she's not overpowered, mm-hmm. but she's not she's not weak. So I think she's she's currently at a good good place within Apex, and her backstory is just incredible. Um, I I I didn't cry when watching stories <laughs> from the Outlands. Promise you cried, so it's fine. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> No, that that one that one got to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was so well done and so well put together. And it, I'm still I'm I'm looking forward to how she meets, you know, gets back with her son or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want her. I don't want them to take her out of the game. You know, <laughs> like if she goes back in time, then she's not going to be in the Apex Games anymore. Oh, I don't that's want them to true. Do that. That's true. But we know that she's going to get with her son. Like well, yeah, one exactly. day. So that's that's all I really need. That's all the closure I really yeah. need. So but yeah, I think she's an incredible character. Her story's incredible. Can't wait mm-hmm. to see more from it. Um and see where it goes from where we are now. So next up is Lifeline. Everyone loves Lifeline. Yes. Everyone loves Melody. So Lifeline, or real name Edge Shea, is twenty four years old and also from Samoth. Sameth, however you pronounce it um so the same uh planet as horizon um and octane because octane and lifeline knew each other on 
Sami or whatever, because she was the, um, I'm pretty sure she was the doctor, the doctor that saved Octane mm-hmm. um, and kind of healed his legs, basically. So they know each other from that, which I think is a cool, cool connection between them. And they have a lot of good dialogue together and a lot of banter together in the game. Um, and at the end of season five storyline, when we hear about Olympus, there was a little bit of dialogue between Lifeline and Octane right at the end, um, talking about going back to Olympus and stuff. Um, and I'm really excited to see how it develops because the most recent quest line was very oriented around Lifeline and her connection to Salvo. So I'm excited to see where we go mm-hmm. in the story with Edge because she doesn't really like her parents anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're not great. So. <laughs> no, no. They, they did kind of run away when she was trying to help everyone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But law tab let's go boom see if i can actually read this time so edge aka lifeline isn't someone you would expect to find in the apex games the child of wealthy war profiteers she left home when she learned of the damage her family had caused and enlisted in the frontier Corps, a humanitarian organization that aids frontier communities in need she's since devoted her life to helping others and joined the apex games to fund the frontier Corps with her winnings i mean she's just She's just incredible. Yeah, she is. Like she's devoted her life to just helping people, which you know, but she's got that kind of sassy, sassy side to her, which I think is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's to Octane. Because <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. just she's so sassy to Octane all the time. And it it, just, <laughs> it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. But yeah, she's definitely she's a very viable character and has had a lot of she had a lot of complaints at the beginning of of her kind of apex lifespan, I guess. Um, but she's now um, obviously become a lot stronger as the seasons have gone on, and especially with season six, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was season six um, when she got her ability to res two people at, at once, um, which makes it makes sense that she's able to do that. Because she's a healer. So it's sad that she doesn't have her fast heals anymore. But she doesn't really need it. Yeah. She can res her teammate, go off and fight others whilst they're being rezzed. Which just makes team fights. <laughs> it makes them very annoying when they, when Lifeline gets her teammate up, you down them again and then she just picks them up again. Yeah. I had a fight between it was me and a Loba, I think. Um, we were against a lifeline and a crypto and we were trying to kill the lifeline but she kept resing the crypto every single time and using the shield from the res and it i think she resed him five times before we managed before we actually killed them both Oof. so <laughs> she, she's a strong character but rightfully so um yeah anything you want to add um i like her skins a lot. Yeah, I mean, I like her, the ones that you had to pay for. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really use any skins apart from the pirate skin from uh, it was the Lost Treasures event, I think. And also the 
skin from the Iron Crown event last year. Um, I literally only use those two because they're my favorites, and I love mm-hmm. them. And in my opinion, they're the best ones that she's got. But she's an incredible character. She is. Um, and her skins she's are also incredible. Very kind and also makes me feel safe when there's a lifeline yeah, on my team. Makes you feel safe and warm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, right. Well, next one, as you can probably tell in alphabetical order, is Loba. Where do we start? <laughs> so Loba's had a, had, had a lot of a rough time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, her parents were murdered in front of her um, by a serial killer robot. <laughs> and, well, she then blew up half of KC, and everyone kind of hated her for it. <laughs> um, at first, her abilities weren't great. I'm not going to lie. And there were a lot of problems. I, en- I ended up actually helping out um, Jason McCord with... Um, one of the there's a there was a building in well an area of buildings just outside of bunker in kc where her teleport wouldn't land on the building or inside the building like if you threw it at the building it would tell you that you can't teleport there if you threw it inside the building it would teleport you but then you teleport outside the building oh um so i kind of said this to jason mccord and he was like have you got any um videos that you can show me so i recorded some videos sent them over and he fixed the problem. So that's my claim to helping the Apex community. Thanks, Fergal. You make our lives better. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, you can actually you can actually get inside of buildings as Loba now in that area. So thank me later. <laughs> anyway, so Loba is Loba Andrade. Um she's thirty-four. Doesn't look it. Um she doesn't have a home world. Um, or at least it's not recorded. Um, basically, it says on the Apex website, home world, none. So she ain't got no home, which is kind of sad, but yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> her home was kind of ripped away from her. So, a bit of lore time. <laughs> <laughs> so when Loba was nine, she looked on as Simulacrum Hitman Revenant killed her family. Left with nothing, Loba survived by picking pockets. As her skills improved, Loba used every tool at her disposal to lift herself from the gutter. Everything changed when she broke into a supposedly impenetrable facility and got her hands on the jump drive tech stored inside. With her new teleportation bracelet, the most secure and unattainable items were within her breach. So, uh, So was her dream of living the high life. She then goes on, go to KC, finds the facility with Revenant's body, and she messes up and it Revenant's um, mind, essentially, gets sent to Sameh, where Olympus is, um, mm-hmm. and gets sent to the, the IMC facility there, the syndicate facility there. But she blows up the rest of his bodies in that area, so... She kind of got a little bit of revenge. I still think it's quite funny that at the end of her launch trailer, she decides to shoot Revenant with a P20. Um, it's not really going to do much. You know, it's a yeah. P20. Um, I saw some recreations that people did with um, that like little scene at the end inside the game. And it was just, she shoots him once, does no damage, and then Revenant just kills her instantly. <laughs> um, 
It's quite funny. But yeah, I think she's a good character. She's definitely had a lot of troubles with her abilities. Um, she's not got a high pick rate. She's not got a high win rate. But I think World's Edge is where her abilities are best utilized because yeah. she can she can steal from the vault, which you know makes her extremely useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and also they they increased her the range of her ultimate ability, and they've now made it so that when you spawn in the game you already have 50% charge and you can get unlimited ammo from it now. So I think it's her abilities have been increased to a point where she is much more viable, much more useful. And once again, her backstory is very good. <laughs> right, let's move on to the next legend, Mirage. So, okay. uh, hey, look, it's me. <laughs> it's <Yep>. me. <laughs> so uh, my boy Roger Craig Smith and I are just too similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know what? It's actually quite ironic. Um, Mirage's name is Elliot Witt. Yeah. And he's a very witty man. I was going to say that's hilarious because he's very witty. But yeah, so Mirage is 30. So he's, he's just a year younger than Crypto, but Crypto still calls, calls him old man. Um, and Mirage's homeworld is Solace. So same as Gibraltar. Um, so Casey. We like Mirage. He's good. He's, he's definitely gone through a lot. Yes, um, and he's still game. going through a lot. Like, yeah, he's still going through a lot. Lives, um, there's yeah. a very sad backstory with him. There is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but his abilities have definitely improved within the game as well. He wasn't the best, I'm not going to lie. Although I do miss his ultimate being like invisibility, because that was pretty cool. Um, and I won. I've won games because of that invisibility before, but He's still got a ways to go. I feel that having his holograms actually be able to use things like zip lines and wraith portals would be beneficial and useful for the character. Because I think having a a decoy run into a wraith portal, but it doesn't come out the other end, you know, you can trick people really easily with that. Yeah. And I think it it would be really cool rather than him just running straight through the portal and not getting taken by it or anything or just running off the edge of the map he actually goes on zip lines and stuff i think that would be really cool um if they can work out how to do that yeah i mean he's a good character oh well let's go to the lore <laughs> or the lore tab that i have obviously there is a lot more that i can read but i'm obviously just reading the little bit that they have because reading all of it would be well how much is there Oh, there's not a load, but I'm this only reading This podcast would be like five hours. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so let's not do that. <clears throat> okay. Mirage is the kind of guy who likes to stand out. The youngest of four brothers, he perfected the art of fooling around to get attention. The one thing he took seriously was hollow pilot technology. Introduced to the illusion-creating tech by his engineer mother, he poured, o- he poured over the mechanisms and learned all he could about them. Even when his brothers went MIA during the Frontier War, Mirage and his mother continued to develop hollow devices, and the work brought them closer. Which I think is quite sweet. Cute. Then you go on to the rest of it. Um, (laughs) But we're not going to. Um, But yeah, I think he's a great character. I think he's just hilarious. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, looking at the image of him now, just looking at the little like, things on his outfit, 
like the little sticker that says i will not censor myself i think that's just <laughs> mm -hmm. it's just so typically mirage yeah um <laughs> and actually the voice line above um on this page just perfectly sums him up i don't take myself too seriously i don't take myself anywhere i need to get out more <laughs> i think it's just like yeah that's me it's a mood. like that that's me <laughs> Okay, so a few weeks ago, um, Fergal and I established which legend we most are like. And, you know, he oh. thought he was Pathfinder. And I was like, <laughs> no, you are exactly like Mirage. Because he would say a joke. And then, like, if I don't respond, he goes, oh, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I mean, I don't take myself too seriously. I don't take myself anywhere. I, I need to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> That's just you, Fergal. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I love Mirage as a character. Um, mm -hmm. it, I'm not gonna lie, he did annoy me originally when he first when you know um, the first Holiday Bash came out. Um, but now I just love it, and I kind of just started to fall in love with him. Then um, I think he's he's just hilarious. Like he's, yeah, he's very he's, funny. He's stupid, which makes him hilarious. So, the voice actor, um, Roger, Roger Craig Smith. Yes, <laughs> just, I swear, like he's hilarious. He's he amazing. Is. Follow he's him on so Twitter great. because, like, every I mean, I already, everything I follow all the legends. Come on, I'm not Fergal. He's also I'm not an incredible. You to he's also an incredible photographer. So, mm, yes, follow him on Twitter for that as well because his photography is incredible. Mm -hmm. Follow all of them because they're all sweet. Yeah, exactly. They, you know, I mean, Chris recently released a thread which basically told his his story of how he got into the voiceover world which is actually in my podcast with him he explains the whole thing right let's let's move on to our favorite adrenaline junkie <laughs> octane yes oh, what, a what a mood what a guy <laughs> he's just a constant mood to be honest yeah so octane is octavio silver he is 24 years old, and he's from the planet Samay. He's an adrenaline junkie that blew his own legs off to win a race. <laughs> like, if that doesn't scream absolute hilarious character or crazy, then I don't know what will. Yeah. Um, so one day, Octavio Silva was bored. In fact, he was bored most days. Son of the preoccupied CEO of Silver Pharmaceuticals and wanting for nothing in life, he, en he entertained himself by performing death-defying stunts and posting holovids of, of them for his fans to gawk it over. <laughs> so, this day, he decided to set the course record for a nearby gauntlet by launching himself across the finish line using a grenade. <laughs> I mean, that's just... I think it's one of the one of the best backstories yeah. <laughs> within within the game, and then obviously Lifeline is the one that comes in and saves his his butt, <laughs> gives him robot legs. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think he's definitely gotten better over the seasons. He's yeah. a lot faster now than he was back in um, season one when he came out, and he's also. His um, health regeneration is now fat, is it's doubled. So it used to be one, well, one tick of health um, every second, but now they've doubled it. So it's two ticks of health, which is better because obviously he 
when he uses his stim, he takes a lot of health off and it always made him a bit weak within a battle if he ran into a, a squad fight. But now that he's got faster healing, it, it makes him more viable with yeah. running into a fight at speed. But yeah, he's definitely a good character. I mean, he's one of my mains that I play. Um, he's definitely in my top five. So He's great. He is. He is great. And Nicholas Roy, who voices him, is as crazy <laughs> as Octave, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I think that's that's one of the best things about all of these characters and their voice actors, they are all very similar to them. Yeah. To their personalities. Obviously not with the whole murderous rampage stuff with Revan and, and Caustic, <laughs> but like they they are very like you can see their characters in them. Yeah. Which I think is incredible that Respawn have kind of not only chosen the right people to play the characters, but essentially built the characters around the actors. I guess, like that's what I feel. They have they have done a really good job of building them around the actors and creating characters that, when you look at the actor, you think, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's Octane, yeah, that's Pathfinder, that's Lifeline. You know, <laughs> it just it they just are their characters, yeah, all of them, and it's incredible. Next up is our boy Pathfinder. Yes, <laughs> we love Pathfinder. Pathfinder is incredible. He He's is. my second favorite character in the game my first being Wraith um my third being Horizon um so Pathfinder's real name is Marvin age he really wants to know too homeworld he's trying to find out I'm not lying this is exactly what it says on the Apex Legends <laughs> website okay yeah. um, I'm not just doing that because he needs to find out but it's what it says um so Pathfinder is a picture of optimism despite his circumstances. A Marvin, mobile, robotic, versatile entity, modified to specialise in location scouting and surveying. He booted up decades ago in an abandoned warehouse with no idea who created him or why. With only his Marvin designation to hint at his identity, Pathfinder eventually set off in search of his creator. Sadly, we still don't know who... Well, we know who his creator is now. Yeah. We don't know what his purpose is. Um, so his creator is Dr. Amelie P, who we believe is Dr. Amelie Paquette, mm-hmm. who is Watson's mother, which I think would be a really cool connection between those two. Mm-hmm. And I think it would give a lot more meaning to their relationship because um, Watson's so sweet. Like, she is. And Pathfinder's so sweet. So those two just having that connection together is just incredible, <laughs> you know? Like yeah. they were both made by the same person, <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> I guess, technically. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I think the whole backstory for Pathfinder is is really well done. And it constantly keeps you questioning Pathfinder, but also makes you fall in love with him more. Yeah. Now, obviously, since we're on Pathfinder, we can talk about Fight Night. Yes. Pathfinder's animated short. Fergal and I talk about Fight Night probably once a day. <laughs> mm. It's so it's good. incredible. It's so good. I mean, first thing, film noir. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Perfect for Pathfinder. I, like exactly. And the internal monologues, like it it's honestly so good. I love the music. I don't know yeah. if it's the same person who does the music for the game and the Outland series. Um uh, I believe it is. Okay. He also worked on um 
Jedi Fallen Order, which makes sense. Yeah. Because if you listen to both soundtracks, they both kind of have the same, um, kind of like same system because they hide yeah. in. So it, at Fallen Order, they hide in the Force theme in there and Cow's theme. Um, and then in all the Outland series, they hide in the main Apex theme in almost every single yeah. thing. So amazing. <laughs> they do an incredible job with it. And with this, I think Fight Night is. It's got the most kind of Easter eggs in it, I think. Yes. A lot of which are at the very beginning when you get to see the detectives kind of investigation wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get to see that the detective was friends with Forge McCormack, who was obviously murdered by Revenant. Um, he's looking for Dr. Knox. Pathfinder, um, we then get to see worked in the restaurant where Loba's parents <laughs> were killed. Yeah. Um, and we get to see like all of his past jobs and everything. And he's there's one where he's with a, a baby. And I actually think that the kid that he's holding is either young Watson or I think the one that I, I think it is the most is Horizon's kid. I didn't I didn't realize that there was a baby. Fergal. That's so cute. He was a babysitter. It was literally like a two second it flicked between it really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um I've got oh. I've managed to get a screen grab. I'll actually just quickly send it to you okay. so you can see what I'm talking about. I will about. probably cry because that is adorable. Oh my <laughs> Yeah, so he uh, where is it? So there's there it is. Um, and then I'll also send you this one. So there's there's another one where he's dusting uh, a statue which is of a and crow. Then he breaks it. But when it breaks, it breaks in the same way that Bloodhound sees like Arta's um, remnant oh. shadows. This is so, so cute. I, so it's like a little um, Easter egg for for Bloodhound within that, which is kind of cool. But yeah, so he, I think that it's Horizon's kid because if you look at the walls, it's very similar to yeah <laughs> Horizon's kid's bedroom walls, and also like the little hologram stars and planet and stuff. So that's what I feel would be a connection between those two. Um, but I just think it's it's packed with so much that I've watched it so many times to find all of that. Um, and then you've got the whole bit at the end where Pathfinder is dying and it the, the colour oh. in the film slowly fades out as mm-hmm. he dies. And it just, it really makes you cry because <laughs> you don't want <laughs> yes. Pathfinder to die. But then when he's lying in the scrap heap and it's black and white and then the only bit of colour is the, the raindrop and then it lands inside of his electrics and re- ignites the spark essentially and then you see color come back because he's come back alive yeah and i think it's just such a cool technique to show his death without explicitly saying yeah he's dead mm-hmm. i mean obviously you knew that he was dying from the fact that he was lying on the floor <laughs> malfunctioning or whatever but yeah. i just think that it's it makes it more emotional removing mm-hmm. the color as well it also um so this it wasn't film noir, it was neo-noir, um, yeah. which is modern film noir. Um, yeah. And I liked how they went back to just classic film noir for that scene. 100%, um, yeah. And that's, a, that's another thing. They pay attention to a lot of film tropes in their Outland series. And it transfers over to the game itself because there's moments where it's like, these people who created it, they definitely have an eye for film. Yeah. So that's another reason why this game is incredible because of how much they pay attention to those type of things. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
I think Respawn are just incredible. Just say it again. They're incredible. They are. Right. Well, the next character is Rampart. Now, in my opinion, (laughs) Rampart is the only legend who no other legend hates. No one hates Rampart. Everyone loves Rampart. (laughs) Which I think is brilliant. And it's like, she's she's honestly one of the funniest characters as well. She's hilarious. I love her. Like, all of all of her little voice lines and stuff. Especially the one... There's one where um, if you ping a location as her, she'll say, let's go over here. But if we die, it was the other guy's idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just so brilliant. So, Rampart, real name, Ramaya Parekh. I think that's how you... Ramya Parekh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, age 21. So I believe the youngest legend. No, I, I'm not going to try and pronounce the home world again. It's the same as Crypto and, and Caustic. <laughs> I'm not going to try and pronounce it again. It's just not going to go well. Anyway, the law. Rampart is a blue-collar private business owner who just needs a big gun and a backpack full of scrap metal to get by in the dangerous Wild West world of the Outlands. Before opening her popular modding shop on, insert home planet name here, <laughs> Ramya Parek, Rampart for short, made a name for herself in the underground gauntlet circuit. Parekh climbed to the top, showcasing pure skill using her custom modded gear. She began taking jobs from smugglers, syndicate members, and everyone in between. Some say it ain't great unless it's got Rampart written on it. Which, in my opinion, yeah, fair enough. I mean, the designs of the weapons that she made are incredible. But she's just not used that much in-game. She's really not. Which is quite sad, because she is cool, but they restricted Sheila's rotation by a lot, and it takes a long time to build her, her ramparts up. She's useful once she's got the turrets set up and the ramparts set up, mm-hmm. but unless, unless you've got everything set up before you get into a squad fight, she's not exactly that useful at the beginning yeah. of a squad fight. She's, she's a good character. She has a good, it's a good idea behind her, but they need to work on her just to get her pick rate <laughs> up a bit. Yeah. There's not really much use for her because everything, because all of her stuff can just be destroyed so easily when it's trying to build. So yeah, I think reducing the amount of time it takes to build the rampart up, but then reducing the amount of shield, like damage needed to break the shield, I think that would balance her out a bit more because it means that you're getting your shield, your rampart up faster. So, you know, it's not going to be shot out as quickly. And it also means, but it also means that it's not OP in the sense that you've still got a load of shield in a faster build-up. You can shoot it down faster, meaning it is more balanced out, I feel. But yeah, they need to work on her a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> right, next one. Um, Revenant. Revenant. That guy. A murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, real name? Unknown. Age? <laughs> Unknown. Revenant himself is over 400 years old, mm-hmm. but his full age, we don't know. Um, his homeworld is Solace, so same as Gibraltar um, and Lifeline. No, Lifeline's to me, sorry. Gibraltar and, um, oh, what's his name? Mirage. There we go. I had a Mirage moment. Um, so Revenant, Revenant, Revenant is a simulacrum, <laughs> which is basically a human brain inside of a robot. Um, so Revenant used uh, used to be human. He used to be the greatest hitman the mercenary syndicate ever had. 
He used to look in the mirror and see his human face looking back. But time changes everything. And when his programming finally failed, he saw what he had become at the hands of the mercenary syndicate and Hamda Robotics. A walking nightmare of steel and vestigial flesh. His masters uh, resurrected him as a simulacrum, snatching him from death's embrace again and again and programming him to forget. Which, what that's called within the Apex universe is the ego retention system, which basically means that they, they make the simulacrums see themselves as a human and forget that they died to stop them from going insane. Yeah. But when Revenant attacked Loba's parents and killed them, a, sh- a, a piece of glass shrapnel got lodged into his neck and that essentially cut through the ego retention system um, and allowed him to see what he had become and to see himself. And in the law tabs, it mentions how 400 years of memories flooded in. So that's why he kind of went a bit insane at the end because yeah. he got 400 years within the space of like five seconds <laughs> um, and realized that he, he's dead. Yeah. And has been dead for a very long time. So I think it would make anyone insane, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but he's still a murderous robot. I think he's cool. Um, he's definitely had a lot of... I think he's probably one of the top legends who's had the most reworks. Um, because his abilities were not great to start with. Um, and he was a bit useless. He's now a lot stronger. Um, his tactical lasts longer. He gets two charges of them, and they deactivate a lot more. They disable a lot more. And now his death totem has unlimited range, whereas before it had like a 200-meter range. If you went out of that, it would cancel out. But now it's infinite, which is useful. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely it's, it's useful for getting gear that's outside of the zone, because you can chuck your death totem in the zone run out of the zone let yourself die and then you'll spawn back in the zone yeah but yeah i think he's he's got a higher pick right now than he did back in season four or five Mm -hmm. when he kind of first came out um because he kind of came out everyone started using him and then they were kind of like oh he's a bit useless (laughs) so they stopped (laughs) And I should know, because I started using him a lot. And then I was kind of like, yeah, he ain't great. So I stopped using him that much. Yeah. I use him a bit more now, but still not. He's not, you know, my top pick. Yeah. We all know my top pick is fine. Well, we do. (laughs) And we'll get to them in a bit. Um, But yeah, I think introducing some of his abilities in the Halloween event was also really cool. And introducing a separate, a different Revenant that owns an entire world was a really cool kind of bit of lore and backstory. Um, quick tip, because I always forget to do this, but make sure before you're going into a fight um, with a Revenant to, if they have the death totem thingy up, shoot at it first, because I always forget. <laughs> Either that, or sit by it with your team <laughs> and wait for them to come back, and they'll have no idea that you're there, <laughs> and you just shoot them as they come back and you catch them off guard, because they'll be on half health. Just do that's that. True. That's what we do all the time. And it's it's hilarious. People get so annoyed <laughs> with it, but it's it's brilliant. So next up, and I believe this is 
second last now Watson is Watson. Yes. Miss Natalie Paquette, mm-hmm. who was 22 years old, so was the youngest legend to join the Apex Games before Rampart. Um, so her home world is also Solace, which is obviously King's Canyon. Um, so Natalie Watson Paquette is a familiar face in the Apex Games, though for a different reason than most. Daughter of the game's lead electrical engineer, she studied his manuals to, to stay close to him and discovered her calling at a young age. Though she could be completely distracted one moment and hyper-focused the next, elect- electricity grounded her. It's ordered, predictable flow, made sense in a way the rest of the world didn't. So within the law, Watson is the um, creator of the ring in Apex. In Apex. Um, and you learn about this in the a Father's Letter. Mm-hmm. stories from the outlands and i think it's really sweet the her her law and i think it's quite ironic how she has created the ring which um, has ended up killing her multiple times yeah <laughs> <laughs> from stupid people who run out of the zone <laughs> what do you want to add man <laughs> um i like her lines like again um yeah a lot of these legends day. have she off oh, love her she's brilliant she's, she's brilliant. so cute she has a tiktok by the way yeah i know oh. i know i know i, I know because i send them right? i send all of them to you and i'm like look yeah. so cute and johnny oh, uh el newland and johnny all have their own little yeah they've got their own tiktoks and it's so adorable. cute adorable um but yeah <laughs> right and moving on to the final legend <laughs> for us to talk about my favorite Wraith. Wraith is definitely, I'm pretty sure Wraith is the highest picked character within the game and is the highest win character within the game as well, I believe. So Wraith's real name is Renee Blousey. Blousey. She's 32 and her homeworld is Typhon, which we have not seen yet, but I reckon we will see that soon in the future. I think it'd be really cool. I love the Voidwalker stories from the Outlands. It's my favorite out it's of so all of them. Cool. It's my favorite one. Um, the motion capture for it, the, the choreography for the fight scenes is just incredible. The way that they use her abilities is just brilliant. Um, and it tells a really good story and introduces the character and the character's lore really well, showing that. Sh- that there are multiple versions of her and that's why she can hear the voices it's her telling herself where things are things like that um and i think the the scenes within the short film where you go to her inside of the um wraith world inside the void um where she get where you can see all the different dimensions of the same wraith but they're all slightly different Mm -hmm. i think it's just it's so cool the way that they've done it and the way that it, it looks just looks so awesome. Um, she is definitely, uh, she's had a lot of changes, a lot of changes. But first, let's read the law tab. Here we go. <laughs> this is the final one, so let's hope I don't don't mess up. Oh, no. Right. Like, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Wraith is a whirlwind fighter able to execute deadly attacks and manipulate space-time by opening rifts in the fabric of reality. Those abilities came at a price. 
Years ago, she woke up in an IMC detention facility with no memory of who she was. Senior science pilot Renee Blousey, who volunteered as guinea pig for her own experiments, whose partner betrayed her and locked her away, no longer existed. All that was left was a timid girl, frightened by a cacophony of voices in her head, until another version of herself appeared and taught her to listen to the voices. Following her lead, Wraith found the strength to break free from her prison and escape into a different reality. This reality. I think Wraith has my favourite backstory. Yeah. Because there's so much to it, but there's also so much that we... Like, there's so much that we know. There's so much that we don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I think Wraith has the best lore, in my opinion. Um, and I, wanna, I, want, I want more. <laughs> When I first played Apex, I mained as Wraith because my friend told me that she runs away really quickly. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> but I mained as Wraith and then I've started playing as Bloodhound more. Um, and yeah. now I just play as Bloodhound. Because Burgle gets pissy when I play as Wraith. <laughs> hey, that was only once that I got that annoyed. <laughs> but I put a lot of time into playing Wraith. That's true. She's got almost half my overall kills she's definitely got over half my wins or at least she has half of my overall wins um she's also got the majority of my damage <laughs> overall and um i she's the character i've spent the most money on <laughs> i spent a year opening apex packs to get her heirloom and i managed to get it the day before my birthday Aww. last year after a year of playing, and so on my birthday, I then bought Octane's because um, I really love. I just loved all the skins in that um, event with Octane's Evan. But yeah, I she's she's the legend that I have the most items for and the most skins for, like legendary skins. So, and I have all of her finishers because they're incredible. Mm -hmm. I've never spent money on this game. <laughs> I'm just built different. Yeah, there's there's the difference. I have spent too much money on this game. <laughs> and I will carry on spending the money <laughs> on this fair. game until I get Pathfinder's heirloom. Because <laughs> he's the one out of all my mains that has an heirloom. He's the one that I don't have yet. And I really want it. <laughs> but I haven't had any luck with getting yeah. it yet. Why don't you just call Chris so, up? We'll see. Because Chris didn't even get I his know. tool recently. <laughs> his reaction was so like Chris... he was like not excited about it. It was yeah. He, he had no clue. He had He's no like, clue oh, what had happened. Look what I got. I was like, oh. <laughs> he didn't even realize that he had it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, incredible. And I think like his chat was like freaking out. And he... yeah, his chat was freaking out, and he was like, "Wow, why are you guys freaking out so much?" <laughs> I love Chris. <sighs> Same. He's just such a pure soul. Y'all, my Disney fans out there, Chris Edgerly is the voice of Thomas the Mouse at Walt Disney World. Um, and Scuttle at um, Ariel's adventure thingy. Um, did not know that. I mean, I, I gathered that he was Thomas. Like, okay. So if you watch the Disney um, voiceover panel, he's there. And I didn't, like, put two and two together because I remember thinking, like, Thomas kind of sounds like Pathfinder. Um, well, they're the same person, basically. So that's exciting. <laughs> he's just he also worked at Whispering he's Canyon. He's so talented. He did. Which is odd because um, Whispering Canyon, they're all, like, the waiters are mean to you. <laughs> and it's 
amazing and it doesn't really match his personality at all but yeah (laughs) i mean if if you'd listen to his whole story of how he got into voiceover after his whole escapade with stand-up comedy um you can either read it on his twitter which he because he recently posted a whole thread um yesterday from the day that we're recording this obviously um (laughs) he he posted that out on there because um a story came out of a a voiceover artist um, basically being abused or something within by um, an audition um, casting director. And so he basically shared his story of all of the crap that he went through to get to where he is now. Um, And it's a really, really great story. And if you, if you want to get into either stand-up comedy or voiceover, it's really, really good to read because it gives you a lot of insight into both of those worlds. Um, or if you don't, if you don't like reading, <laughs> then you can go and listen to my interview. Oh, that's very where true. He explains the whole thing and tells you the entire story, but you don't have to read it. You can just <laughs> listen to it. Um, so yeah, but he's he's absolutely incredible, and. I love that man, and I really hope to work with him one day. Because just being in in his presence would be incredible. <laughs> Sadly, though, he hasn't done any of the motion capture for for Pathfinder. The only legends that have done actual motion capture, I believe, is Chantel Van Stanton, who plays mm-hmm. Rafe, uh, Johnny Young, Crypto, and Roger Craig Smith. I believe those are the only three that have done. Um, motion well no actually no Al Newlands has done motion capture but she did facial capture because she couldn't do the full motion capture yeah they sent um the facial capture equipment to her um and she did all the facial capture at home for the launch trailer for season seven which I think is incredible um so they're the only ones that have actually done motion capture for their characters so far (laughs) but Chris has Chris said that he does want to do so he would love to do some motion capture, but one of the main reasons why they get someone else to do it is because Pathfinder is very tall. That is true. So the person that they have to use in the motion capture scenes with all of the other actors has to be very tall. <laughs> and Chris isn't as tall as, <laughs> as Pathfinder. So they get a really tall person to play Pathfinder. And also is someone who has kind of practiced in the kind of robotic movements of Pathfinder, I guess. Um, but yeah. I have two fun questions that I could ask. Um, and then we'll wrap it up because we probably have been talking for four hours. <laughs> um, we're at least two hours in now. <laughs> okay. That's so fine. I'm here. Here for it. is my theoretical question, right? Okay, so what two legends would you like to go out for a night on the town with and why? Okay, well number one, Mirage. Yep, same. Because <laughs> that would just be hilarious. <laughs> Um, everything would just be funny with him, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and plus, everything like, would his be a joke. dance moves. Oh yeah, yeah. Take him to a club; it'd be great. Exactly. Um, I would also um take Octane. Like, <laughs> he's. Crazy. I think Octane would be great. Mm-hmm. I think for my second one though, I'd probably take either Rampart or Pathfinder. I think mm-hmm. m- more more so Rampart because mm-hmm. I think Rampart and Mirage, the banter between those yeah, that two, would be hilarious. Would be hilarious. I wouldn't. But then if you bring Pathfinder along, <laughs> like Mirage will constantly be annoyed at Pathfinder and it'll be hilarious as well. <laughs> so 
either one would be awesome. I feel like if I take Pathfinder out anywhere, we'd get into a lot of trouble because even though he is a sweet yeah, soul, probably. he is so clumsy. <laughs> a... Yeah. But yeah, I think Mirage and Rampart would be my my two. Mm-hmm. I know that, or as you say, Octane would be hilarious. <laughs> he'd he'd just get into so many fights. He would. Like fights that he can't win. He'd just get into them for no reason. <laughs> Um, okay, my second question is, who would you go to for dating advice? For me, I would go to Horizon, because she, one, she's a mom, and two, she's just incredibly smart, mm. so I think she'd give really good advice. Yeah, it's a good point. You know, actually, Pathfinder. I'd say I would either go... <laughs> <laughs> I would either go to Horizon or Gibby. I feel like Gibby would have some good advice. Uh, Gibby would have really good advice. Yeah, I think I think out of the, like, those two would be the go-tos. Lova would just be like, Buy her jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> and then buy her more. Yeah. And Lobo would probably steal my wallet, to be honest. Like, if I, like, asked her something. <laughs> yeah, she probably would. <laughs> it's like, I'll steal more than just your heart. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I need money. <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> but yeah, Horizon or Gibby, 100%. Yeah. All right. I mean, we have been talking for quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we have. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love it, love it. I just we love Apex. We do, and we could go on for longer, but we're not gonna because <laughs> we've already gone on for a while. All right, and that is it for our Apex Legends episode. You can find Fergal's interviews with some of the voice actors if you search the Deli Cast <laughs> anywhere you listen to podcasts. My personal favorite is the one with Chris Edgerly because, well, it's Chris Edgerly. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week.